Well, there's a big exhibition on hang gliding in the works. Set to open in Wellington early next month as paragliders and hang gliders celebrate 50 years since the sport was first introduced to New Zealand. There's a celebration event scheduled at the Beehive on the 11th of November. And I'm joined now by a member of the organising committee, Grant Firth. Hi, Grant. Hello. Nice to talk to you. What a nice idea to take a moment and celebrate this sport. When did you get involved? I started it around about 1976. I think I bought a glider in 75 and then moved into the sport from there. Yeah, how did you get introduced to it? Like, <laughs> Because in those early days, it must have taken a bit of convincing to uh, jump off a cliff and hope. Sure. I think as a, a kid, I used to build model aircraft and rubber band planes and always had this passion for flying. And I used to lie there dreaming about building a glider, actually, um, that I could foot launch. And uh, I saw uh, hang gliding on TV, but thought, oh, no, that's just a kite flying down a hill. Not very exciting. But one day out on a family drive, we saw some hang gliders flying at Pukarua Bay. And uh, that just inspired me forever. I saw them soaring around the hill, and I had to do it. So they arrived in New Zealand in presumably in 1973 if you're about to do the 50th anniversary. But um, what was the sort of the history of the sports globally yeah. up until then? Sure. We're really celebrating the uh, club starting and the National Association from 73. But um, hang gliding in New Zealand really started at around about uh, 72. Um, but was really overseas much earlier in the 60s really inspired by uh, NASA research, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were they were looking at... Um, there was a chap called Francis Regalo, who was a NASA space scientist. He and his wife, Gertrude, actually developed a wing. It was called the Para Wing, but now we recognise it as the Regalo Wing. And that um, was being tested to bring in the space capsules. It was a directional uh, parachute-type wing, um, I think then it was probably published in some of the scientific magazines or popular mechanic magazines and inspired people to start building temporary gliders and testing them, bamboo and polythene. And then um, the wing design actually progressed. In Australia, they did a lot of uh, ski towing and they were using kites, but uh, some bright spark called John Dickinson actually latched onto the Regalo wing and they started... uh, towing the regalo wing and in those days they had sort of a trapeze type uh, control bar on the wing but uh, John Dickinson came up with the idea of putting a triangular one on and that made it much easier to control. They were towing up and then they found they could actually release from the tow and fly down and uh, from there they started to sort of launch from cliffs and it's progressed from there and a chap called Bill Moyes who's uh, world famous, was a stuntman, and he started touring the States and flying, and he actually came over to fly in New Zealand in 73. Oh, gosh. And uh, he did a a ski tow flight at Lake Ellesmere and climbed up to 4,700 feet or something like that. was a bit of a record at the time, Mm. and people saw that, um, along with advertising for a Canadian club whiskey, Jeff Jobes. He was flying the Alps, or I think that was actually 72. So people saw it, and uh, 
that inspired people to start building in New Zealand, and uh, that was around about the 72. So, uh, Do you remember your first flight? Well, sort of. It was just a very low ground skim, and in the back of a farm up in Johnsonville, actually. And uh, I always remember I had my dad there. He was busy looking at the view, and I said, Dad, did you see it? And he missed it. (laughs) (laughs) What were those um, early hand gliders that you used? What were they like? They were all based on the regalo shape, um, which is really three spars that sort of meet at an apex, and they have a crossbar and a billowy sail, sort of a conical shape um, that uh, provided a very poor glide angle um, <laughs> so you would fly from the top of the hill and reach the bottom fairly quickly yeah. um, the technology has moved on a lot since then and uh, by increasing the, the nose angle and putting in preformed battens and in fact now the double surface so that the, the crossbar is uh, feared into the wing um, with carbon fibre and all sorts of things so it's developed Fantastically, yeah. Um, Were they safe? Those early ones you used? Uh, not particularly. I think that I joined at the right time. I think that uh, a lot of the initial testing um, was done. Um, the Regalos had some uh, instability issues initially. Um, unfortunately, that did um, it did harm some people, but. Um, we recognised, and in fact, I think in New Zealand development, they put uh, what we call luff lines that supported the trailing edge and stopped them uh, diving and, and became very safe as an aircraft, very strong and aerodynamically uh, much more uh, safe than those early ones. Can you describe the sensation of being uh, on a hang glider right up there? Look, that's something that I get asked a lot and... Really, I've got no words to describe it. It's it's just an incredible sensation. In a hang glider, you you're actually um, you, you're aware of the wing above you. Flying in a prone position, it feels very bird-like, mm. and it's just an indescribable sort of sensation of soaring through the air and uh, skimming over the ground or climbing up in a thermal. It's just an amazing sensation. The natural wind currents just carrying you up uh, right to the cloud base and just unbelievable. Does it take much training? Well, you actually start on the flat and uh, normally both paragliders and hang gliders, they would normally start facing into wind and they'd uh, run into the wind and get feel the, the, uh, the wing lifting and learn sort of basics of control. And then just move on to a gentle slope and they uh, then start ground skimming and then you build up height and start to get directional control and learn how. There's also towing operations too where they can sort of tow people along just low low flights. Um, but you build up slowly. But by the end of the first day, you would actually be able to probably fly off a gentle slope and get reasonably high mm. and control the wing. You had some hairy moments over the over the years? Um, one challenge with hang gliding is that you only get one shot at landing, and uh, so sometimes that can be uh, tricky. You've got 
quite kind of judge things very well and coming in reasonably quickly. So the final flair for landing um, needs to be judged and occasionally I uh, misjudged that and you know, had a little bit of a nose in, but nothing too serious. And we've mostly talked about hang gliding so far, but mm. paragliding, do you look down on the paragliders? Well, not at all, no. They're fantastic aircraft too. Paragliding came along just a little bit later, I think. Um, in fact, the first flight was in Wellington, as far as I'm aware, um, where skydivers actually um, realised that um, that they were flying the um, what they called the ram air or square parachutes that had directional uh, flight control and you know flew quite well. And instead of jumping out of a perfectly good aeroplane, they realised that they could actually launch them off the side of the hill. Right. And that in um, 1980, in February 1980, I think it was. Um, there's a chap called Ian Drinkwater that was running the, the local skydiving operation. He actually flew his um, Ramirez um, chute off Paikokariki Hill and I think he landed down on the beach below a uh, fairly short flight. But um, from then on, they started to go and practice their formation flying and that sort of thing. But then the uh, what started out as Parapont was really developed more in uh, Europe where mountaineers were, were climbing up mountains and decided, well, rather than walk down, we'll fly down. Uh-huh. And they were using directionally sort of controlled parachutes to fly down. I think then that the, the technologies between the parachutes and the ram air chutes developed to paragliding um, canopies, which are a lot more aerodynamically uh, superior in terms of glide angle, and uh, in the mid mid eighties, people started flying them. A mountaineer uh, Jeff Hall was big in Canterbury, flying off mountains. I think in nineteen seventy, uh, sorry eighty six, he um, he actually made the first flight off um, Alraki Mount Cook, and that was a record. So plenty to celebrate there. over the years. Yeah, what's the plan for this big fiftieth exhibition? Well, we've got um, we were. Uh, very pleased to be sponsored by um, Grant Robertson, who happens to be the Minister of, uh, of uh, Sport and Recreation. And uh, we've got uh, a few awards to be given and uh, lunch. And then, of course, um, there are going to be lots of stories. It's going to be a fantastic um, uh, gathering of old friends. And uh, you know, over the years, uh, great friendships are built, lots of stories to tell. And uh, we expect probably at least 200 people to be oh, turned out to this event. Yeah. Not to be dark, Grant, but I, I imagine there'll be a few people um, missing as well. You would have lost a few over the years, presumably. Mm, I think the fatality rate is not quite as bad as people might think. Um, unfortunately, there have been some injuries. It's like any sport. You play rugby, there is potential to be hurt. But... You know, we have national competitions where there's absolutely no accidents. Um, sometimes we, we, uh, there might be a, an ozone, but certainly nobody's hurt. And throughout the, the year, thousands of hours are actually clocked up. In fact, paragliding and hang gliding probably are one of the bigger users of general aviation airspace, um, flying hundreds of hours and uh, managing to do it without injury. 
I mean, from time to time there are injuries, okay. but um, it's not like playing golf. You know, you you have to measure the activity. You can judge the conditions before you take off, and that's the, the trick, really. Make sure you're flying good condition. Thank you, Grant. Um, I guess people can get in touch with you if they want to be part of this um, celebration. Yeah, it's on our website. If they go to um, the New Zealand Hang Gliding, Associ- Hang Gliding and Paragliding Association, that's NZ hgpa.org.nz and there's a registration there. We're calling the event Fly 50 and uh, so they'll see it on the nzhgpa.org.nz Got it. Thanks very much for telling us about it today. Really nice to talk to you.